Hey, thanks for listening to the Afresh Church Message Podcast. Our hope is that today's message is encouraging and uplifting and ultimately will draw you into a closer and deeper relationship with Jesus starting right now. I wanted to start off, I really believe that it is important when we come to church, before we even get here, before the message is preached, to really take a moment and ask God, God, help me get something from this. It's important. We get out of it what we put in it. So together as a body this morning, before we start anything else, let's start there. Let's ask God to open up our ears to hear what he has for each and every one of us. Lord, I just ask today that you would just use me as a vessel this morning, God. God, that your words would just flow out this morning. Lord, that each and every one of us would hear from you what you have for us this morning because there isn't one person that you're not speaking to this morning. Lord God, I just ask that you would just pierce into our hearts this morning and help us get closer to you. We love you this morning. We praise you. Amen and amen. Well, everybody, my name is Jeff. If you don't know who I am, I serve in the production booth uh, most Sundays back there, and sometimes you guys will see me up here hosting, and it's a joy to be a part of this church. Are y'all happy that you are a part of this church? We're under the leadership of the Lord and under the leadership of our pastors, and I just can't be thankful more thankful for the two of them uh, and their new son as I see him bouncing back there, but hi, Judah. But anyway, my name is Jeff. I am a father. I am a husband, and I got my daughter out there looking at me. Hi. But we will jump in. I kind of wanted to talk about a little bit about tools. So as I prepare this, start thinking about different tools in your life. I have a chainsaw right here. It's a little dirty. But We are all given a certain tool when we are born. Each and every one of us possesses this tool. And it's a tool that has the power to create life or death, to give blessings or curses, to reflect love or hate, build up or tear down, empower others, or mock others. It has the very power to direct the steps in our very lives. It's a tool that throughout the history of humanity has started wars, made peace, broke relationships, gave forgiveness, caused chaos, and ultimately brought us where we are today a tool that has been censored, abused, misused, and misunderstood. A tool that has made millions save millions and at the same time worshiped. A tool that has caused division in homes, in communities, and even in our very church. This very tool, anybody know what I'm talking about? Your voice, your tongue, I heard, your mouth. I'm using it right now. 
It is our mouth. Or in today's culture, even thumbs. So we are in a sermon series called Elephant in the Room. How many of you guys have been here for all of those? Yeah, a few of us. Have y'all been enjoying this series? Have y'all been a little upset this series? You should be. And today is going to be a little difficult because the Bible says that not one of us has the power to control our very tongue. So I'm speaking to every single one of us, including myself, because a few simple words coming out of your mouth are being written by your two thumbs on social media or in a text message can ruin a relationship, ruin a friendship, a church, and can cause so much destruction and chaos that it's no surprise that we find it in the Bible. Because it was an issue then, just like it's an issue today. So, sermon title, because we have to give a sermon title. I love Jesus, and I cuss a little. <laughs> have y'all ever seen those shirts? How many of y'all have seen those shirts? So we're in the Elephant in the Room series, so the question is, can I follow Jesus and cuss a little, or curse a little? That's the question this morning. And as I said that, a few of us got up and are walking out. That would be my wife, my wife. No, I'm kidding. She's taking my daughter outside. Oh, that was perfect timing. Anyway. So we're going to see what the Bible has to say about this, and we're going to read James chapter 3, and it is page 736 of your Fresh Bibles, if you have one of those. If you don't, it will be on the Jumbotron back here uh, eventually, but we're going to jump in. We're going to say, using our and better words. Sisters should become more strong. We all make many for if we be perfect, control that there's not one person. We can make a large horse go wherever we want by the means of a small bit in its mouth. Small makes a huge ship turn. Even though the winds are strong, it's a small thing, but spark. And among all body, the tongue is a wickedness in our body and set your whole life for it is set hell itself. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless poison. Sometimes it prays oh my god and Sometimes it curses those who have been. And so blessing and curse 
pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, dear brothers, this is not right. Does a water bubble up with both fresh and bitter water? We produce eggs. Of a wise and God's ways the works with but if you are bitterly jealous and there is in your heart boasting and lying for jealousy and selfishness and denom jealousy and they will find disorder and evil of every kind but the wisdom from all pure so people at all yield to us it is full of mercy fruit of good deeds it's and is always sincere Peacemaker, will plant seed, peace, and of righteousness. And that is James chapter 3. Y'all hurting a little bit? That was long. Y'all okay? That was hard for me to read. I ain't gonna lie. But let's go ahead. That's a lot to take in. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna unpack that a little bit at a time. But before we do that, let's go ahead and pray for the message. Lord, I just thank you this morning. I thank you for the word that you have given us, for the, for the words that you're going to use today to reach each and every one of us, God, and for your holy Bible, Lord, that we are able to find your wisdom and your truth in it, that we can rebuke the lies of the devil, God, because we have your truth right here. I just ask this morning that you would continue using me as your mouthpiece, Lord God, and have your way in this place this morning. We love you and praise you. Amen and amen. What I want to make this morning is that you cannot control your mouth on your own. It requires God and his wisdom. And to continue that, I want us to continue to think about our mouths, our tongue, whatever you want to call it, your thumbs as a tool. You know, when I was a kid, I was growing up, and I would look out the window, and I would see my dad mowing the yard. Anybody been there before as a young kid watching your dad mow the yard? And you immediately want to mow the yard. As a very young kid, my son watches me. He sits out on the porch and watches me go back and forth like a I don't, I don't even understand. I mean, I guess I understand because I was little at, well, I was little once, but I'm like, dude, it's hot. Go inside. Play with a toy. Why are you watching me go back and forth on a lawnmower? But he wants to cut the grass so bad because I'm cutting the grass. And in the same way, I would do that when I was young. And my dad finally said, okay, son, here is the weed eater. It's time to start. This is where we're going to start. And you're going to weed eat around this little playground, and um, I'm kind of going to show you how it works and all this. And I didn't realize that that was like the start of one of the worst things in life. (laughs) 
but it was because now I can't breathe when I'm done cutting the grass. But I remember I grabbed that weed eater, and it wasn't like the big and easy weed eaters that we have now. They're light. Back then, they were heavy. Or maybe I was just young. I don't know. But they, it, was young, or it was big. It was heavy. And I remember I was, I was going, and he was like, don't do that. Do this, you know, because it was dangerous. I could have got hurt. And I remember putting the weed eater down, and I couldn't stop shaking for like 30 minutes because my young body was just holding this massive thing as big as me. I was just shaking like the rest of the day. And he basically was trying to give me knowledge and guidance on how to use this tool before I got into the big mower, the one that could really cause a lot of damage. And he was taking time to teach me to show me how to do things, not just because he wanted his grass to look perfect, although some of us do want our grass to look perfect. I'm not that person. He cared about making sure that I didn't hurt myself. So he was taking time to show me that. And today, I didn't bring in this big um, lawnmower because I didn't think that was possible. <laughs> so I brought in a chainsaw, and I wanted to start there. You see, a chainsaw... Can, ha, really has no power. It can do nothing. It can't fill itself up with gas. It can't oil the bar or the chain. It can't start itself. It needs some sort of interacting with the tool. And in the same way, our mouth is just that. It's just a tool. Our mouth isn't necessarily a bad tool, it was built for good. God built our mouths. But the problem is, we can't control the tool of our mouths. And we simply need instructions from God. You see, and I'll, I'll show you this a little bit. Gosh, this thing's heavy. I brought the, the big chainsaw. And uh, if you're in the front row, can you go ahead and get your safety goggles on? OSHA's not going to like me this morning because we're going to cut this thing up. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Ugh. Oh, wow. <laughs> I couldn't bring the real chainsaw. Gas was too expensive. So I settled for this little electric one. I brought a toy in. And we're going to go ahead and we're going to cut this thing up. Let's see here. I'm kidding. We're not going to do that. I'm going to put this back on real quick. But you see, it requires me to hit a button to start it. And with this chainsaw came instructions in a warning label so that I would know how to properly use this. And I didn't personally read them. So I'm going to show, I'm going to take this back off. Do we have anybody in the house that's like 10 years old or younger? Hey, Nate, you want to play with this chainsaw? That would be a bad idea. He's just like, what are you talking about? And Frankie's like, I'm going to leave. <laughs> that would be a bad idea. If I just handed a chainsaw over to a kid and said, here, play with it. 
You know, the chainsaw, I'm gonna cover this thing back up before I actually do get hurt. There we go. The chainsaw is used for good. It's built houses. It's given us paper. It's possibly even, not really, built this stand, but it could have. Because it can chop down a tree. It can trim some limbs. It can do all sorts of things. But at the same time, in our world, we have used this very thing in, during Halloween, in horror films. I can't tell you I don't watch them. By the way, I hate horror films. But we use them for fear. And we use them for good. It can get you out of a car that has been crushed. It can do all sorts of good things, but we still use it for fear. Gosh, I'm afraid of this thing now. It's small, but it's deadly. I promise you. But the thing is, everybody here realizes how dumb it would be for me to give that tool to a little kid. Because it is dangerous. But if we had an instruction manual to learn how to use the tool, and I could teach that, then it would be no problem. He could use it for good. You see, God gave us an instruction manual on how to use our mouse. He gave us warning labels. How many of you guys saw a warning label today as you came into church? If you were in a car, you saw one. So all of us saw one. Don't put a kid above the, or under the age of 12 in the front seat. Might get hit with an airbag. There's warning labels everywhere. And I think the problem for a lot of us is we tend to take the warning label and throw it away. Or we tend to take the instruction manual and we throw it away. And in the same way, we do that with God's instruction manual, with God's warning label. And you see, we can't tame our tongue because we haven't paid attention to his wisdom. We haven't went looking for the right ways to use the gift that he has given us, our mouths. We have tended to throw away the, the really, the warning label. Because there's tons of warnings, but there's also tons of instructions on how to use it correctly. God gave us something to be used to worship him, to build people up. But in the same way, we can tear people down just quicker. From the very beginning, Genesis chapter whatever, chapter one, at the very beginning of the book, I didn't write this down. Here I am going off. The devil himself used the very tool of a mouth to communicate to Adam and Eve through lies and deception. Even the devil can use the very tool that each and every one of us possess to cause so much destruction and chaos. So to move on, because this is where we're really at, to getting back to the question at hand, can we truly follow Jesus and cuss a little? 
My next point is cursing is on the very warning label of our mouth. We just read it. So to go back, I want to look at James again, chapter 3. We're just going to read a small portion here from 7 to 12. We already read it. Let's see. I'll, I'll find it here. 7 to 12. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Praises our Lord those who have been and curses completely mouth. Right. Does a spring of water bubble up with both fresh and bitter water? Does olives or a grapevine produce? No. And you from a there it is. There's our answer. So let's pray and leave because I'm done. No, I'm kidding. But let's break this down a little bit. The Bible talks about cursing, right? We just read it. Can we all agree on that? Yeah. It talks about cursing. But what is cursing? You see, a lot of us, I feel like, have gotten to the point, really the world has gotten to the point where cursing, I'm going to move this too. I don't like it. Ugh. Cursing is this list of words. Y'all know what I'm talking about? From A to Z. I, I don't really know that to be true. I don't think it's A to Z. But for the most part, there's this, I don't know, 12, 15, I don't, I, 7. Thank you. So this guy knows all about it. <laughs> I'm kidding. There is, seven, there is seven words in our culture that we consider to be curse words. Right? And I feel like a lot of us get stuck in, this, in these seven words. It's been simplified ever since we were a kid. I remember when I was a kid, I had heard a bad word one time. I don't know which word it was. I was too young. But I said it to my parents. I said, yo, mom, watch yourself. No, I'm kidding. And she turned around and she said, I'm going to wash your mouth out with soap. Aren't y'all glad that's gone? Anybody ever get that, their mouth washed out with soap? Oh, oh, my gosh. On the warning label of soap, it says, do not ingest. Okay? You can't. I'm glad that it's gone. I'm glad that it's gone because it's not our mouths that's the problem. Our mouths don't need to become clean. It's our heart. We're trying to clean the wrong thing. You see, it's not the words that matter. It's the meaning behind the words that matter. You see, my daughter is six. She just turned six. And she was in kindergarten all last year. And at the start of kindergarten, she went and started learning all these things that she's never learned before. And she would come home and... I would hear her in the other room, and she was running to her mom, and she says, Mommy, Daddy said a cuss word. And I'm like, what? Those seven words that we talked about, for anybody that doesn't know me, those just aren't in my vocabulary. It isn't because of anything. It's just not something that 
I partake in. I, anybody that knows me just knows that. So my wife's like, what are you talking about? Daddy said a cuss word. And she's like all mad about it. And I'm like, well, tell me what I said. I can't do that. I can't say that, Dad. It's a cuss word. So she finally told me. And I had said a word that a lot of us as adults, when we're around kids, we spell it. How many of y'all do that? It's kind of dumb. Well, here I am. I'm saying a cuss word right there. (laughs) But in kindergarten, to say the word stupid was considered a cuss word. And I know some of y'all are laughing, and I'm sorry if I just offended some people, but that is considered a cuss word. And I kind of feel like the kindergarten teachers got something right. It isn't this seven words that's considered a cuss word that we should watch out for. It's the intent. You're right. To curse someone isn't necessarily to use those seven words. It's an intentional word, whatever that word may be, to tear each other down. That's rough. Because right there, that, that, that will hit you right there. Because you might be sitting there and say, I don't say those seven words. Well, that's fine. What time, when was the last time that you used the Bible to curse somebody else? That's a little rough. Because the Bible talks about cursing people. And again, that can be any word in our vocabulary, to curse somebody. I want to turn to Matthew chapter 5, verse 22. I'm just going to read it from this. It says, but I said, this is Jesus talking by the pay very close. But I, you are even angry. And you are subject. If you call an idiot, you are of being brought forward. And if you someone, of the fire right you see whatever use to hurt abuse make fun of anything that doesn't build each other up is a curse word and this morning I think it's important for each and every one of us to kind of dive into our own hearts and think to ourselves, what, where am I failing in this? You see, my point, my next point, my last and final point, Leslie, if you want to start playing, that would be great. I'm not going to keep you all here for two hours. I'm going to try to wrap this thing up. Last point. God's intention for our mouths is to praise, pray, and build up. You see, we have the ability to speak life into dead things. In Proverbs 18, 21, can we throw that up on the screen? It says, the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love the talk will consequences. Our very tongues, thinking back to the chainsaw, this could kill, 
or this could build up. It could build a house or it can cut one down. In the same way, our tongues, our mouth, our thumbs, our communication has the ability to do that to other people. We get the opportunity to use our very mouths to praise our creator, to praise our creator, to worship our creator. We joined together as a church this morning, and what, did, what was one of the first things that we did together? We worshiped. We used our mouths to worship our creator. We used our very mouths this morning to pray to our creator. Can salty water, can bitter water come from the same well good water? No. And in the same way, we have worship flowing out of our mouths today, but tomorrow we begin cursing each other again. The power of our tongue can be overbearing and difficult to manage. It can cause a lot of joy and a lot of pain. You see, God loves each and every one of his children. And I believe one of the hardest things, one of the things that breaks the heart of our creator is when we use the tools that he gave us to tear each and every one of us down. You see, he gave us this mouthpiece to worship him, to confess to people, to lead people, not to misuse it, not to abuse it, not to abuse others. You see, maybe you're a boss in the room this morning and you gotta go to work tomorrow and one of your employees didn't finish what they were supposed to finish on Friday. And now you're not in the position you thought you were gonna be in. How many times as the boss or maybe you as the employer in this position and you come to that person and the questions start flowing? Why didn't you get that done? This was easy. Are you dumb? And you begin cursing the employee. Has that happened to some of us? Maybe you were on the other end of that. How much better would it be if you walked in there as the boss and say, hey, I noticed you didn't get whatever it was done. We didn't meet our deadline here. The floor wasn't mopped. I don't know. Whatever it is. Are you okay? Did something happen? Can I help you? Or maybe you're the employee and in your situation, the boss comes in and he's mean today. 
Have you, anybody ever had a mean boss? And you immediately jump on your phone and you're like, ooh, the boss is here. Everybody get your heads down, start working. Have anybody seen the movie The Proposal? Yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about if you saw that. The woman came in and everybody's just like, back to work, trying to hide. But what if you were an employee that went into your boss's office? Hey, boss, how you doing today? Is there anything I can get you? Do you need anything? Would you like a coffee? Would you like a water? You doing all right? How's your wife? How's your husband? How's your kids? When we begin to use our mouths for good, it impacts every single person around us. We have the ability to change lives and speak life into dead souls with this tool of our mouth. I'm gonna challenge everybody this week. I want you to seek out God's wisdom. Seek out God's wisdom. Read James. You can start in chapter three and keep moving. Because our mouths get us in so much trouble, it isn't even, cursing is just one of the things that we talk about in James. We start looking into jealousy. We start to look into talking about one another and all those types of things. You see, our mouths are so deadly. And I challenge you this week to be intentional with what you have to say to each and every, each person that you come in contact with. Running through a filter, put a filter in your mind. Does this build somebody up or am I cursing them? It might not be those lists of seven words. Well, I didn't say that to them. Was there really any difference? Just because the world says that these seven words are the curse words that you probably shouldn't say in certain conversations, it's not really polite. God says we're not of this world. It's up to us to take in what he defined as cursing. Don't let those seven words keep you from using your mouth the correct way. Blind you from the words where you might not be using the seven, but you're doing just as much harm. So to answer the question today, I love Jesus, but I cuss a little bit. Jesus doesn't want us to curse people. He wants us to build each other up. So that's my challenge today. Take some time, use your mouth for good. 
choose someone in your life this week that you're going to, you know, I've been cursing this person, but this week I'm going to start building them up and see how fast your life changes. Turn the radio on to something else. (laughs) Something else that isn't using their mouths for good and see how fast your week changes. It's incredible. Well, guys, that's all I have for you guys this morning. And I just want to thank Pastor Sean and Stephanie for allowing me to come up here and talk with you guys, share my heart a little bit. Don't hate me. Come back to church. I'm sorry. No, I'm kidding. I'm not sorry. I care about you guys. And I care about this community. And I want to see the community changed through this church. And if we each follow Jesus that much closer and talk to others the way that Jesus talked to people, this community will surely change. Let me pray for you guys. Let's go ahead and stand up. I want to bless y'all as you're heading out this morning. Lord God, I just thank you for each and every person in this room this morning. Each and every person that's listening online, God. I thank you for them. I thank you that you have given us the opportunity to use the tool of our mouths to impact this community and this world. God, I ask this morning that you would just bring somebody to mind this morning, Lord. Bring somebody to mind that over the past couple weeks, years, whatever it's been, we've been cursing God. Lord, help us. Give us your wisdom to build them up. We want to be life changers. We want to speak life into people. We don't want to use the very breath that you give us to curse others that you created. We just thank you this morning, God, for that opportunity and for the opportunity to serve this community. And God, I just ask that you would just continue to bless each and every one of the people that are in this place today or can hear my voice online, God. Work in our hearts today, God. We want to be closer to you. We love you this morning. We praise you this morning. In your name I pray, amen and amen. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this message. We pray that God has used this message to speak to you and to show you how much he loves you. And if God has shown you something incredible, we want to hear about it. Please send us an email to hello at afreshchurch.com. And if you want to partner with us financially to help our ministry spread the good news of Jesus' love for all people, you can do so at afreshchurch.com give. Every dollar we receive goes back to loving people into 
relationship with Jesus. We want to encourage you to go out and live life with the one who gives life because it's so much better when we do it with Jesus. Thank you.